In episode 6 of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we will discuss Army Corps of Engineer campsites in Central Texas. We will rank five of our favorites from least to most, considering things like space, amenities, and location. And finally, we will continue our reviews of Battlestar Galactica episodes. This week, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 1. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Say We Travel. And this is our sixth podcast episode. And we, yeah, six. Six. <laughs> um, they come out bi-monthly, so every two weeks. So be sure to check those out on any streaming service that you have for your, your podcasts or check out the video on YouTube. But uh, again, back to the point of these podcasts. We are going through the process of transitioning from our sticks and bricks mm -hmm. to living full time on the road in our rig, the Galactica back there. Um, and we're hoping to document our experiences mm -hmm. and then share our experiences. And personally, for me, experience is interchangeable with knowledge, right? So we're hoping to share our knowledge with you. Uh, in hopes that you maybe learn something, uh, commensurate with us through the, the trials, yeah. the celebrations, and the, yeah. the and avoid hopefully some of the pitfalls and mistakes that we've made in hopefully. the process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, since our last episode, what's happened? Uh, well, not a lot for the first time. <laughs> we uh, accepted an offer. Uh, we talked about that on the last podcast. So we accepted an offer. So these things, they take a while. Um, we should close in about two weeks though. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, the inspector came and did an inspection and stuff. And so after that, it's really just about waiting, um, getting all the paperwork and stuff done, but fingers crossed, we should be closing in two weeks and then yes. we'll be done. Yeah. We, again, we, I feel we're in really, really good hands with the realtor that we have. Oh yeah. Um, she has really huge connections mm -hmm. in the area that we're at trying to sell. Yeah. Um, she has a title company that works moves heaven and earth for from what I understand. Yeah. Um, so I have no worries about anything being done on that front. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't heard from her in like a week or so is, I guess, a good sign. That no news is that, good news. That means, you know, stuff's happening yes. and no, no hiccups or anything. So yeah. I guess it's good. <laughs> uh, Charlie did a bit of traveling. I did. Uh, last weekend mm -hmm. and she was gone for four days and it was just me and Maddie. But one thing I realized is that for the past five weeks yeah it feels like something has been happening yeah. for this process something is always <laughs> happening so there was a text or something was appointment or something mm -hmm. and that was the first weekend where literally nothing, nothing. was going on yeah. i mean the house is pretty much emptied out mm -hmm. we've got everything in storage that we want to have in storage mm -hmm. we're just really waiting to close and yeah. I, so i texted her i was like it feels weird that nothing's happening yeah. and she's like well, no it's it feels weird but it, we're right where we need yeah. to be so yeah. um we're just playing the waiting game. Hurry yeah. up and wait at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, but like I said, like Charlie said, everything is moving on the way that it should, should yeah. and uh, should have no issues at mm -hmm. all. Yep. Um, as you can see, though, we are out at a campsite. We are. So yes. the <laughs> last time we took the Galactica out, we were here, mm -hmm. and we, we are back in Taylor Park. But mm -hmm. the last time in our last episode, we kind of cried a little bit because yes. we were over there <laughs> and not in this spot. Like, uh, number four this here. This is the spot. Yes. This is the one you want to be at. Yeah, so Charlie was awesome, and she's going to make a, a video or a how-to article at some point that we'll mm -hmm. put on socialtravel.com on how to go and schedule these sites and yeah, book these sites because mm -hmm. she got us in back in our in the spot that we absolutely love. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had a really great weekend mm -hmm. again um, here in this spot. The location is just so great. It is, yes. Uh, <laughs> we got some additions to our campsite. We've got some hammocks up now. Yeah. You hammocks up over on, here. We got one on the other side too. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're just gradually just growing and, and filling out our home and filling out our spaces here yeah. in the campsite. And again, I'm looking straight ahead and I've got the the badminton net set up, but mm -hmm. there's 
probably a good 20 or 30 yards. Yeah, it's completely open. There's up nobody until the tree on that line. side of us. Yeah, and so I just think about our, our backyard at home. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was big, yeah. but it wasn't this big, you know, like literally <laughs> we're yeah. taking and turning the world into our backyard, yeah. quite literally. Yeah. Um, just some perks about kind mm-hmm. of another thing. It, it kind of every time we get out here, I'm reminded of why yeah. we're doing this and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And the more we get out here, the more it feels like home. And then everything back there is kind of vacationing, mm-hmm. like being somewhere we're not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this episode, though. We want to talk to you about our favorite campsite, Mm -hmm. as well as a lot of other campsites that are established by the Army Corps of Engineers. Mm -hmm. So the Army Corps of Engineers was actually a separate permanent branch that was established on March 16th in 1802, Mm -hmm. and it acts as the nation's kind of environmental engineers. Um, They have a huge presence across the country. Mm -hmm. They're federally Mm -hmm. funded and empowered. Um, there's like what 113,000 locations there's nationwide. Yeah. So there's tons of these campsites out yeah. there. Uh, it says that there's what 4,200 sites, so. actual mm-hmm. kites, uh, like campsites, sites. Mm-hmm. and activities. Um, and I just something I remember that the last time we recorded an episode was our first episode outdoors. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to, that'll take us right into why these Army Corps of Engineers sites are so amazing. Yes. <laughs> Our very first episode recorded outdoors were at Jellystone. Mm-hmm. And literally, probably less than 10 feet away, oh, yeah. <laughs> someone was pulling in their RV yes. <laughs> while we were trying to film our episode. We had the headsets on and the microphones. Yeah. And so we had this, and they were noise canceling microphones, but you still heard someone pulling in and they're kind of cranking their yeah. their uh, stabilizers down. Yeah. Yang, 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 you know? We're like, we have to stop. Like, this is yeah. recording. Well, I'm it's so excited loud. to be able to record outside yeah. because literally half, you know, 25, yeah. 30 yards is the next camp. That site, campsite that way. Yeah. Like 20, 30 yards is the next camp, yeah. campsite that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that comes from the fact that they, it is federal land. Mm-hmm. They're, is they're not looking to make a profit, yeah. right? The sites are established and, and allocated to each individual, mm-hmm. right, camp. Um, and the camp sizes will always stay the same. They will always be large. Yeah. You know, they'll always be kind of, for the most part, all of them, are they all paved? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the ones that we've been to, I'm they've sure there are different types and, you know, different ones. But yeah, they've all been paved. Yeah, and that's a very good point. All the ones that we're talking about today, because we're weekend warriors for now, we're only going to places that we can reach in a weekend. Um, So all of these are going to be primarily in the central Central Texas Texas, area. Now, you may find because it is a federally Mm -hmm. funded program, the Army Corps of Engineers, the the, the regulations are going to be kind of some of the things we mentioned are going to be the same across all of them because it's Army Corps of Engineers regulation. And that's one of the the upsides Mm -hmm. to it being a federal kind yes. of program is right. you know that there's going to be consistency gonna be the mm-hmm. there's going to be consistency with the prices like for the sites what are you well i don't know that for sure gotcha. but i mean i know the ones are that we've in here in texas are a certain price yeah yeah certainly but we've been to five different ones like yeah. a huge group and they've all been the same price same so price. i don't know i know i'm not 100 percent sure if they change prices but mm-hmm. i know the ones in texas like um the in the wintertime they're twenty two dollars a site and in the uh summertime they're a little bit more it's twenty six dollars a site mm-hmm. and then they have double sites too so you can do those for thirty two and thirty six I think um where you can put two RVs in there and yeah. they have like double hookups uh which we've seen people do too you I guess you know um uh, what is it called caravans caravans you know and mm-hmm. people travel together so you can fit two of them um and then they have water hookups they have uh electric hookups there's thirty and fifty amps at each one I think they actually have fifteen amp ones too. 
um, that you can plug into. And um, then the dump station, they have dump stations. You know, there's no sewer hookups, but some of them do. I think some of them do actually have full hookups. We've just never been to the ones that have the full hookups, but oh. there are ones that do. I wonder if the price would change. If and the, they had the yeah, it would, be, it would be more mm -hmm. expensive because they have the, the sewer hookup, but I doubt it's that much more. Yeah. You know? But you're going to find, again, a consistency, even if not in the actual facilities that are available, there's going to be a baseline yeah. expectation that you can have of the quality right. because there is regulations that mm -hmm. apply to each and every single one. They're, they're ran by a kind of same office. There's someone that's being held accountable yeah. with the upkeep. Mm -hmm. um, other side of that, that might be a downside for some people, right? Mm -hmm. There's some people that look to get out here when they go camp to get away from society yeah. rules regulations things yeah. like that and so maybe being on some blm land out there in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. like you like being able to set up and do whatever it is that you want to do yeah here they have literal pamphlets that outline and they've got you yes. know orders and regulations Quiet and hours. subsets You're and things to do certain you know um you can't be loud after a certain amount of, mm -hmm. or a certain time mm -hmm. um and they check and they do. Yeah, like there's they, regular patrols where they, they either mm -hmm. Corps of Engineers representatives or the camp hosts will be driving through. The camp through. hosts, they have volunteers too that, mm -hmm. that work the sites. Um, but they're constantly driving around and checking and making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And nobody's here that's not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. um, because you, ha you do have to pay to be be here. So they, they'll, they'll check. They put stickers on their cars. So yes. They do yes. check those. Um, so like I said, there's a baseline kind of expectation that you can have with it being federally kind of facilitated and and, mm -hmm. and uh handled but again the other side of that is there's a baseline expectation yeah. that will be expected of you mm -hmm. being on their property so you take that how you want if you prefer yeah. more freedom you prefer more nicer things amenities you're not going to get that at a government facility you're yeah. not like you're not going to get you know like yeah. splash pads all that jazz yeah. you know but <laughs> for a baseline gov uh federally funded park mm -hmm. karma engineers is really, really good stuff. Yes. Um, so we've been to five different ones mm -hmm. in in this area. And so we're going to rank those from, look, they're all our favorites. Least, least. Yeah, least to favorite, favorite to most favorite. Mm -hmm. I, there, none have been like absolutely terrible yeah. that we would never go back again. Mm -hmm. All of them have been, this is pretty great. You know, we yeah. had a great time. Um, so yeah, we're going from our least favorite mm -hmm. to our most favorite. Yes. So coming in, at number five, <laughs> it's going to be Westcliff Park. Um, it's off of Belton Lake. Yes, off yes. of Belton Lake, up in the Belton area. And mm -hmm. uh, we've been to two up in that area, but Westcliff in particular, again, we're rating these based on can't really do price because they're all the same. Right. The cost is all the same. They all have more location and in kind of the sites themselves, and the amenities and the kind amenities, of the yeah. how are you getting in the sites themselves. So, yeah. what puts Belton at number five? is probably could be pros for some people and cons mm -hmm. for others but for us mm -hmm. this kind of just yeah i think one of the least favorite things about that park was they were some pull through sites but it was a weird pull through it's not they were a adjacent to the the water you know so the road ran this way and then you had to like kind of pull through this way to pull into the site mm -hmm. and they were really unlevel um they were all unlevel, not just the one that we stayed at, but they were pretty all unlevel. And they were all gravel, too. Mm -hmm. Um, There was no grass. I, well, there was grass on the other side of the road, but there were no grass. It was all gravel. Um, so, yeah, it was exactly like you're saying. And, and 
I think it's because of the nature of that. It's right on the water. Yeah. We put that in the pro column. It was a pro, like, because you could literally open your door and yes. the water was right there. See the the lake. lake was right there. So mm -hmm. that was a huge pro for that but one. But I think because it's right on the water, you've got that kind of mm -hmm. slope. Slope, mm -hmm. right? And so um, they have kind of the main road that runs along it, and all of the campsites are right off the road, and yeah. then here's the water. Mm -hmm. So the way that you kind of park, you don't have to back into sites. You kind of just, they have little pull throughs where you pull off the road. Yeah. And so there's road you water yeah um the the, the awning and the tables everything mm -hmm. were great yeah um but it's it's road you water and then but then there was parking on the other side of the road yeah so you got vehicle so you got vehicles, vehicles road rv yeah water it was mm -hmm. really really tight it was tight yeah yeah so even kind of pulling in and then so i, I imagine they want you to park it, leave your RV, go park your vehicle across the road. But most people, they just went ahead and yeah. left their truck in the pull through. Right. And so it was really, really cramped. Mm -hmm. So driving through there just to get to your spot, you're like, because it's really, really tight. And it was a steep grade to go down too. Remember mm -hmm. yes. when we were driving down, it's really, really steep to get all the way down in there. So yes. That and then hard, hard, sharp turn left. And if you were, t if you were too long, like we were 31. I imagine that some of these 40 foots, oh, yeah. you know, like I have more trouble. My really, I, it's, it's pretty tight in there. Um, if other people are there and there's parking, if it's fully full, mm -hmm. you would have trouble kind of navigating through there. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the, as far as the actual space, the, mm -hmm. the, the pull through the, yeah. the, the site. And then they were right on top of each other too. Mm -hmm. They were very, well, very close to each other. Not as close as. They were one of the smaller out of all the places we've been mm -hmm. on these these Corps of Engineers sites. Yeah. It was one of the smaller yes. ones, but it was still in comparison to like Jellystone. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah Dinosaur but, Valley. But in, in reference to the core, the core places that we've been definitely, to, definitely, definitely, it was the smallest. They were on top of each other. Um, so some cool things though. Mm -hmm. We'd take a walk, walking Hilo and Apollo. They had gone through their brush and chopped down trees mm -hmm. and did the clearing and they had neatly cut yeah. all of the wood and kind of just they stacked did. it. And that was free use. Mm -hmm. Like you could take as much as you wanted to mm -hmm. and it was had the kind of, and I'd already been there for a while. So the outside was kind of dry. Yeah. Kindling burned really, really well. It was good. It was good very, work. very cool that they mm -hmm. had that. Um, and again, the big pro for that one is that it was right on the water. I got yeah. some really cool photos mm -hmm. of the truck and the Galactica right in front of the water. Yeah. And then there was a whole period, again, like you said, you just opened the door and you got the water, coming, the breeze coming yeah. from the lake. And so that was really nice. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I imagine we went when it was pretty cold still. Yeah. Um, we but if we, were, if we went today, mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't have to run the AC, even though it's hot. Like yeah. it is hot in Texas. You can see we're probably sweating a little bit. <laughs> it is. We're in the we're in Texas summer. Yeah. Um, but I think if we were there right on the, the breeze, water, the breeze, it would be it open up nice. all the windows. It'd be mm -hmm. really, really nice. Yeah. So that's in Westcliff Park in Belton. And mm -hmm. we've got that in at number five. The next one um, is one of my personal favorites, but I think it's because the moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, but again, when we're ranking against the other ones, size, mm -hmm. um, amenities yeah. and location, location. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's say the Belton is a lot closer to us than this place. Yeah. Um, so this one is Midway Park in Waco. Mm -hmm. And this is Army Corps of Engineers. Mm -hmm. um, what I absolutely loved about this one is you're driving on the highway. You do a U-turn. So you're on ex the expressway. Yeah. You're on the U-turn. You take a right. 
and you're in the campsite. Yeah. But if you're on the highway and you look over there, you can't see the campsite. Yeah. And if you're in the campsite and you look towards the highway, you can't it's see the right. highway. It yeah. is like this perfect little corner in the wall. Yeah. Um, and it's right on the water. What right. body of water is that? I'm not sure, actually. Well, put it right here. Lake Waco, I guess. In the video, Lake Waco. Um, but it's in Midway Park in mm -hmm. Waco. And that one was really, really cool again because it was right on the water. Mm -hmm. Not as close as... Westcliff Belton. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit more of a walk. Yeah, yeah, you had to walk down to mm -hmm. it. And it was grass, mm -hmm. but their sights were the ones that were on the water mm -hmm. were pretty level. And yes. we got some stunning photos yes. of the truck and the yeah. Galactica there. The sun actually sets right in mm -hmm. front of the campsite. Yeah. So and on the water, because it's right on the on the water. So mm -hmm. this the um pictures that you took were really awesome because yeah. you can watch the sunset. And yep. a lot of people would bring their chairs too. Remember that? Mm -hmm. A lot of people from the other sites would all bring their chairs mm -hmm. and kind of gather around that area and watch the sunset. Now, so there's, it's a really, really small park. It is. I think there's only like 30 sites at that one. Mm -hmm. It's pretty small. Um, and so the reason it kind of ranks a little bit lower is because it's a really nice park, like you said, but. I would probably only want to stay in sites like one through six. We stayed in site five, which was absolutely perfect. But all the other sites were not on the water. They were in the shade um, under under trees and stuff like that. And most of them had a really steep grade to push your RV back into, yeah. backing into these sites. And so I would not want to stay at one of those sites. One, because it's a steep grade back in. Two, they're not on the water. Um, and those ones are kind of small and tight and packed mm -hmm. in there because, because it is a small park. Those ones are kind of packed on top of each mm -hmm. other. I would, the sites were still there were bigger than Belton. Yes. As small as that park was, right. And such, so few sites, mm -hmm. it was still bigger than Westcliff. Yes. Um, so that, I think it's why it's number four, but again, just, I think it was the first time we took the, the boys. Mm -hmm. I think it was the very first time we took the boys. We did. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it was just. It was a perfect weekend. There's mm -hmm. sites where uh, they didn't have an awning. They did not have an awning. I think it's because some storms had just gone yeah, through and kind of messed up. Because there was some of them that did, but our site did not. Mm. But I think it's because some storms had blew over mm -hmm. the stuff. Yeah. So you backed into the site, though. It was typical that way. Nice, good space. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I viscerally remember how tight Belton was, mm -hmm. even though it was still kind of big yeah this feels it was like even bigger than belton to me yeah. again was right on the water not as close but you still got the breeze mm -hmm. um but it was green and not yeah. gravel um and so yeah midway park and waco and i just love the fact that again it was it's a hole in the wall like yeah. it's right it's surrounded by trees there's green everywhere so you got lots of shade you won't even really know it's there unless it's, you're looking for yeah, it yeah unless you're looking for it so it, it's it's very well positioned mm -hmm. and again but the washroom was really, really nice. I remember that in particular, that the washroom there was exceptionally nice and yeah. pretty well maintained. Not that the others have been bad, but I remember that one being pretty clean, pristine. Um, there was a door as opposed to just like kind of an open, a lot of these government, you know, kind of places, they don't have a door. They just kind of like it's concrete mm -hmm. wall opening into the, into the washrooms. That yeah. one had a door in particular that I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that puts Midway Park in Waco, Texas at number four for us. Mm -hmm. So probably number three for us would be Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge. Mm -hmm. Back in Belton. Also on Belton Lake. Yeah. That was one of the first trips 
it was our second trip, I think. I think so. It was our yeah. second trip that we took because we mm -hmm. still had the Silverado. Mm -hmm. Got some great photos there. And I was also right on the water. Yeah. Like it was just, it wasn't like right, right on the water like Belton, but mm -hmm. with easily within 20, 30 yards. Yeah. The thing about that one, that one's huge, huge. There's mm -hmm. actually two sections of it. There's a summer section and a winter section. And so they actually closed down the summer section during the winter. And so we went in the winter time. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the summer part was closed, I think. Uh, yeah for camping um but it's on the water but it's kind of a like a what a drop off or mm -hmm. whatever it's yeah not like exactly you, it's not like you can go yes. up into the water and and swim in it a like ridge these, yeah like these <laughs> other ones but it's yeah a ridge like a drop off mm -hmm. but they do have a beach mm -hmm. you can walk to it they do and you yeah and so we had went there i can't remember when it was it must have been in like september or october it was still warm enough because we did go swimming mm -hmm. um but there's no camping on that side you had to like drive to mm -hmm. it and had a really nice uh, rock kind of ridge that went off to the water, mm -hmm. kind of nice to sit there. Yeah. Um, and then they also have like the boat loading dock, mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's a nice, again, Arvin Corps of Engineers Park. What mm -hmm. I loved about it, there was the trees were massive. Yes. The trees were huge. huge. Every site had kind of like a big tree because yeah. the older established park that kind of get a lot of shade. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the roads were nice and Mm -hmm. wide yeah. you know it wasn't tight at all there was good space on each and every single mm -hmm. spot they didn't have a park i don't remember seeing a park i don't remember one yeah. no but they did have really large uh group pavilions that yes. you could rent yes. um and i think there was like at least two or three of them that were huge where mm -hmm. like 100 plus people could gather yeah mm -hmm. so this one it comes in at number three because there really don't have any cons, nothing bad to say about it mm -hmm. but there was nothing exceptional yeah about it we started into these next couple of ones mm -hmm. like why these are favorite go-tos for us. So yeah. again, Cedar Ridge was also in Belton, mm -hmm. Texas, and that's going to be number three of the Armor Corps of Engineers Parks in Central Texas for us. Okay, so now we're getting into two and one. Mm -hmm. Now... The top two. Yes, the <laughs> yes. top two. Like, and again, we're going from our our least favorite. Mm -hmm. It's still a favorite. It's still a favorite. To yeah. our most favorite. Mm -hmm. So we, again, even with... with Westcliff Park in Belton, it was great. It's a great park. We yes. definitely would go again. Yes. Um, we have been to some places where we would not go again. Yes. But they weren't <laughs> we Army Corps of Engineers locations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, this was, um, we're out in Granger now. Mm -hmm. And we actually disagree a little bit about which one <laughs> should be number one and which should be number two. Because yes. there's different things that make them both very, very special. But yeah. for me, I'm going to go ahead and put Wilson h fox park in at number two mm -hmm. that's in granger texas off um of granger lake off of granger lake mm -hmm. and granger dam over there nice body of water yeah and this place absolutely phenomenal we've been there how many times now i've lost count we it's one of our go-to's mm -hmm. it is one of our go-to's yeah. um, it just has so much going on for it the sites are enormous yeah they're really really huge mm -hmm. um maddie likes to get on there on her scooter and she we, every time we go to these either mm -hmm. Taylor Park or Wilson H, she forms a little biker gang. Yes. She just rides around <laughs> and then all of the kind of kids come out on their yeah. bikes and they start riding. But the cool thing about Wilson Wilson H, H. is that mm -hmm. there's a park and the park is pretty... It's central. It's, it's central. very central. So all of the sites have our close proximity to the, the park. Certainly. You can look out of a window in your, mm -hmm. in your RV, no matter where you're at, mm -hmm. and you can see the park. Yeah. That's kind of what separates this park from my number one yeah. but uh wilson h fox has so much going on for it they have mm -hmm. the boat loading dock yes they also have fishing hole the fishing dock fishing yes. dock an actual dock where you can walk onto it and then it has like the center part where you can put your poles on and it has like a little walk around mm -hmm. and it has uh what is it called when it's like the part that we actually walked on to fish the uh, little, like 
I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a little arm of land mm-hmm. um, and like rock and rocks and stuff like that. So because there were people at the dock fishing when we went, but we could actually go on the side and, and do some fishing and stuff. So it has a large fishing area. basically. Huge. But not just it, that's that's the designated fishing area. Yeah. But if you want to, there's tons of like well, of course. accessible yeah. coasts mm-hmm. that you can go and toss off, you know, uh, mm-hmm. any one of those. Yeah. Um, but so it's got the park. Mm-hmm. It's got the fishing. The fishing you have to you can walk to the fishing. You can. Yeah. You can walk to the fishing. You have the beach. Yes. The lake. Beach. The swim mm-hmm. beach at the lake. And that's cordoned off. They mm-hmm. have these huge markers in the ground that tell you what the depth is, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of shells and rocks. It's rocks. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of meh. Not really know? sandy. But... but once you walk out a little bit further, I think it's because the water's so high. We've had a lot of rain mm-hmm. and stuff. And so you have to walk on the rocks for a little while. And then it's sand like in the rest of the beach. Mm-hmm. So, But again, I think that's just because we've had a lot of rain. Either way, though, like for being right there mm-hmm. for 20 something dollars, yeah. it's not bad. It's, it is. The it's water really is really, nice. really nice. Yeah, um, it is. So, yeah. But they do not have any hiking trips. Not at that one. Not at that particular one. Mm-hmm. Right? And I mean, to be fair, like none of the other ones that we've mentioned so far have any hiking trails either. (laughs) Um, So if you wanted to go hiking, you would have to drive to the next park over. Mm -hmm. Um, That to me was a con because I would much rather be able to walk and hike and drive to go swim versus the other way around. Yeah. The other way around. (laughs) So that's really what separates Mm -hmm. for me, number two from number one. Yeah. So number one, again, and, Honestly, you know, mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I wouldn't be able to choose. <laughs> really, because they're they're both so amazing. They the are sites really are good. so yeah. huge. Um, uh, this is going to be Taylor Park. Taylor Park. Where we're at right now. Site number four. Site number four. Yes. Right. <laughs> Any other site you stay at in Taylor Park totally invalidates everything that we've said here. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, there's there's some really good ones. Um, but a lot of I think the big the biggest con of Taylor Park is a lot of the sites are out in the open. There's not very many shaded ones in Taylor Park, but there are, when you get a good one, those ones are good because they're completely shaded and they're large, Mm -hmm. but they do have some smaller sites that are out in the open and not shaded. Mm -hmm. And that's really important in in Texas, especially right now. It's so So there, there is a park. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of the cons of Taylor Park Mm -hmm. is that there is a park, but if you're in certain sites. Like at site number four. Yeah. We're not anywhere near the park. Yeah. We'd have to drive over to it because it's pretty far. Mm -hmm. And like, we won't let Maddie go over there by herself because it's pretty far. Yes. But one little perk that separates Taylor Mm -hmm. from Wilson, Wilson H H was, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but. There is no gate code to get into the campsites here mm-hmm. at Taylor Park. Yeah. So we ran into the issue. Um, we were just fortunate enough. We'd gone to. We'd gotten there on time most of the time. So there was someone there for check in. But mm-hmm. this most recent time that we were coming to, to Taylor Park, we got behind schedule. We got mm-hmm. here late and we came the next day because of the storm. Right. Instead of coming on Friday, we came on a Saturday. Right. And uh so we're like, man, we don't have a gate code. They didn't email us a gate code on confirmation. Yeah, I'm like looking at the email, like trying the, to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, wait, we stayed here before. <laughs> there is no gate code. There is no <laughs> gate code. Like, so literally late check-in is not an issue because right. the, the camp host will come around and check with you the next day and mm-hmm. give you your sticker. Yeah. So if you ever come in late, you can pull that through. That is not an option at uh, Wilson H. Wilson H. Mm-hmm. Like, But we did have confirmation codes 
sent to us it's in an in email. The email. Right. Yeah. It's in the email. Yeah. So for whatever reason, you lose your email, you may run into a couple more hiccups at Wilson yeah. H yeah. as opposed to Taylor Park. There mm -hmm. are no gate codes. Um, so just that, little things. That could be a pro or a con for, for certain people. Depends. Yeah. 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 I, an emergency situation, though, like not emergency, but just when one of those RV days and nothing's going the right way. And then you lose the gate code. Yeah, that, that would can really make things. That's something I would bad. not want to have to worry about. Yeah. Um, but again, like we said, with Wilson H, there are no hiking trails, but you can drive to Taylor Park to mm -hmm. hike the trails. To hike the, when we did that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about Taylor Park is the hiking trails are right, right there. there. <laughs> it's right There's there. There's multiple access to yes. the trails too. Like yeah. this is one of them, and it's right there. Um, but they're they're all over. So that you can access the hiking trails and. We've driven to the lake every day since we've been here. To go swimming yeah. at Wilson H. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, the, and the good thing is because they're owned by the same people, you don't have to pay. That right? is another one. So really we're good. staying here and we've paid to stay at Taylor Park, but we can drive over to Wilson H and go swimming and just go right through because we already have a pass. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. You can come over here and hike the trails with no problem. Right. But um, I don't know. Just personally for me, I would rather drive to go swim mm -hmm. than have to drive to go hike. Yeah. You know, like I don't, it's just... A personal thing for me, you could be totally the other way around and swap two for one. I'm the other way. I mean, Wilson H, I prefer. That would be my number one just mm -hmm. because of all the, the, the pros and stuff at that one. But mm -hmm. his favorite is Taylor Park. I, the park is a really big deal. Like, mm -hmm. it, it is. A, I can see where letting Maddie be able to go out and yeah. literally just play. Like, and we can look out there and see her at any point in time. Yeah. Um, That's well, one of the reasons it's it's a bigger it's higher up on my list is, is the park. Yeah. Because I don't like the fact that we can't we can't reach the park from here. Yeah. And we could have stayed at a different site. And I thought about it. But this one, the site that we're in is just, it's too perfect. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. It keeps one side of the RV pretty shaded. Yeah. You know, um, and then there's other shaded spots because there's so many trees. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's just really, really great. Yeah. But again, all of them have been absolutely fantastic. They have, yeah. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to do the same thing, very similar with, uh, the Jellystone campsites that we've been to, mm -hmm. we're planning on hitting up one in Kerrville, mm -hmm. um, kind of comparing those yeah. and kind of seeing, breaking them, which ones we think are great. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not liked the Jellystone. I have a feeling we're going to like the one in Kerrville as well. So it may be like... It's least... supposed to be bigger than the other ones that we've stayed at. And I mm -hmm. think it has more stuff to do too. Yeah. And I feel like the one we stayed at the last time down in a Cannon Lake, uh, we kind of went at a bad time. You know, like yeah. we couldn't really enjoy the amenities because it was cold. True. You know, I, we had fun though. Still, we did. We yeah. still had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's again Army Corps of Engineer campsites are yes. absolutely phenomenal. They're they relatively inexpensive. They are. They're very well maintained, mm -hmm. and there's a base level kind of expectation that you can have for the quality right. at any of them. And again, mm -hmm. this is a Central Texas area, yes. and our personal ranking we go with number five is uh, Westcliff and Belton. Belton Lake. Number four is going to be Midway Midway in Park Waco. in Waco. Mm -hmm. Number three is going to be Cedar Ridge in Belton. Also in Belton Lake. Then two for Charlie is going to be Taylor Park. Taylor Park. And number one for Charlie is going to be Wilson H. Fox. Wilson H. And I'm the same exact thing, except you're going to swap around those Wilson H's uh, with, with the Taylor Park yeah. there in Granger. Mm -hmm. But again, anyone you go to, not going to be a bad experience. Yeah. Going to be a phenomenal time. They're all going to be nice. And now comes that point in time in the show where we talk about some Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Um, if anyone's just new to the show, just we are finding a lot of kindred spirits and motivations yeah. in the people in this show um 
like we're traveling across the United States while they're traveling across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, the name of the ship is the Galactica. We've named our RV after it, the Galactica. Yes, the, Galactica. Uh, the first two episodes, we broke down the miniseries chapter one and chapter mm -hmm. two. Those were the miniseries, kind of essentially the pilot of the show. Yeah. Officially, though, mm -hmm. season one, episode one yes. is episode thir uh, titled 33. Mm -hmm. um, it does pick right up off where the miniseries left off. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a standalone episode. Okay, so this episode was written by Ronald D. Moore mm -hmm. and it was directed by Michael Reimer. Um, and Ronald D. Moore said he meant for it to be standalone where mm -hmm. if someone, how you actually watched yes, it for the first I time, did. if you don't see the miniseries, you can still come in and watch this first episode and be invested and yes. know what's going on. Right. Um, it did have the previously on Battlestar Galactica where it did a couple of cuts and stuff, mm -hmm. about 40 seconds worth of clips from the miniseries. Mm -hmm. um, but even in comparison just to the cameras mm -hmm. and the lighting and the quality of the video, mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between the miniseries mm -hmm. and episode 33 which is season one episode one it just yeah. looks better yeah because again like i said they did they aired the the miniseries in 2003 mm -hmm. on december 8th and 9th but they didn't start working on the actual show and airing the show until the next year 2004 yeah. um so this one aired originally on october 18th 2004 actually aired first in the uk um, and then we got it a little bit later on sci-fi. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially it picks right up again, right off where, yeah. where the miniseries mm -hmm. left off. Yep. Um, you get your sense of desperation uh, where people in Galactica are running from the Cylons after mm -hmm. the Cylons have destroyed humanity mm -hmm. and all the colonies. Mm -hmm. Every 33 minutes, the Galactica and the fleet are having to jump yeah. because as soon as they jump 33 minutes later to the minute, to the second, yeah. The Cylons jump and they fought. They show mm -hmm. up in the right place, and that's kind of where where the season or the the show actually starts. Mm -hmm. They've already jumped multiple times, two hundred and thirty seven times. Yes, so we did the math. That's five days that they've been jumping every thirty three minutes. minutes, and so you can see the people are weary. Um, it starts off with the clock ticking. It's the sense of like urgency, but there's also the sense of weariness and dreariness. Mm -hmm. But the machines, you get the sense that it's man versus machine and the machine doesn't get tired. Right. The machine doesn't stop. Yeah. And there's no rotation on the Galactica. There's no one taking their place to give them rest and, you know, mm -hmm. and R&R. And &R. But so they're having to go for five days straight with no sleep. It yeah. is really intense. Yeah. Um, and so then something changes, though, on Jump 238. Mm -hmm. One of the ships gets left behind. Yeah. The, the Olympic, Olympic carrier. carrier. Mm -hmm. And so this Jump... They jump when the ship's left behind. Mm -hmm. It comes around to 33, 32 minutes and 59 seconds. And then it crosses that 33-minute threshold. And then the Cylons don't show up. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you realize what's going on. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there's a lot of other things going on. We get to see more of Head Six messing with guys Baltar and influencing yes. him, talk to him about God and how yes. they feel about God yes. and different things. She's trying to get him to believe. To believe. So she's dangling things in front of him yes. basically to try and get him to believe in the one true god yes and it's so confusing because you still don't know what she is to him yeah. because she's talking about things that are actually happening but mm -hmm. you know that she's not telling him anything that he's already not seeing and perceiving right. and discerning on his own because he is a genius mm -hmm. he's a selfish and cowardly genius yes. <laughs> but he's a genius yes. so 
it's hard to mix between what is Cylon six head six influence and what is him just his own mind figuring out, possibly manipulating himself. Yeah. But that's a nice little wrinkle. Um, but then you get to see more of the element, the development between Starbuck mm -hmm. and Apollo. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of clash her clash against his authority but her mm -hmm. liking him maybe a little more than an ex-brother-in-law um yeah so that's the nice little grind sense of desperation you get all of that same urgency and feeling mm -hmm. that you got in the miniseries delivered to you in yeah. this this episode titled 33 every mm -hmm. 33 minutes they're having to jump mm -hmm. so eventually though three hours later three hours later on episode titled 33 mm -hmm. the olympic carrier does show up yes jumps into their their or their where they're at yes whatever. and so then you get this other hard choice that has to be made where well so it starts off with uh starbuck and apollo going to the olympic carrier because mm -hmm. it didn't jump right next to them it's it's a ways mm -hmm. away so they're going out there and then they're trying to communicate with the olympic carrier mm -hmm. like identify yourself um what happened how'd you get left behind how did how did you get away mm -hmm. um and at first i think they they were talking to them yeah the story the story that they get from the olympic carrier makes sense mm -hmm. so really you could have there very well could have been people on there mm -hmm. and in fact the episode was originally written to where the people were actually on the ship like when they looked through the window mm -hmm. They originally there were people in there. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So when it came down to that choice, it was literally we got to choose to kill these people yeah. to save ourselves. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it, that was really dark. Yes. And so they wrote that out, wrote out, and they added in the little plus one bit at the end. Okay. Originally that wasn't in there. Yeah. It was like literally we have to choose the three hundred on the Olympic carrier for thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Oh, you know, so it was a hard choice. Yeah. Um, but they kind of wrote that out. They watered it down some because the producers were like, no, that is, the, the yeah. network reps were like, that is too intense. So, when, off. so when they fly by, they don't see anybody. In yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> but there's actually a little, if you look closely as a kind of a defiance, uh, the director actually put a little bit of movement in there. So if you look really closely, you can wow. see a little bit of movement. You have to look really close. Yes, but the characters in the show don't see anything. Mm -hmm. They say, I don't think anybody's in there. Mm -hmm. I can't see anybody's in there. So they changed that because otherwise it had been really, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Not that the show has any issues with being heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Apollo, Adama talks to Roslyn mm -hmm. saying Cylons could have taken the ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we could have been captured. They could be manipulating people. Mm -hmm. So Adama is mm -hmm. talking with Rosalind, you know, there are, there could, there choice. could be people on there. Mm -hmm. There very well could be people on there. She's, but he's like, we have to assume, mm -hmm. we have to assume that it was, um, the Cylons got a hold of the ship. Even if there were people on there, mm -hmm. the Cylons are now in control. Yeah. And this and ship actually, is a threat. Yeah. And then they actually scanned the ship and they had nukes on the ship yeah, too. Yep. So they, they had to make that decision. Yeah. It's like the, the Olympic carrier is going directly toward, um, the fleet. Yeah. And so it, it after a while, like they made the choice easier. Again, they manipulated the episode because they didn't want it just to be like hard, like mm -hmm. we got to choose these 1300. Yeah. And they, and then. Well, something that we didn't mention yet either is um, Rosalind actually has a, a whiteboard and she wrote the number of people oh. that, mm -hmm. that's left. So the human population, I think it was like 50,000 and some change. Mm -hmm. um, and so taking away 1300 people, it, it shows her sitting there with a number in the background. So. The fact that they have to take this ship or they have to. Um... Well, it was lost. 
Yes. Well, it so was when, it, when it did make the jump originally, they thought it was gone forever. Mm-hmm. And so she felt the weight of that, mm-hmm. that loss of 1300 people. Yes. And so she changed the number there. Yes, she did. And then, uh, then it jumps in mm-hmm. and then this whole situation arises. Mm-hmm. And so again, the show is kind of just randomly, mm-hmm. like they stop talking and they start doing kind of a kamikaze run into the fleet. Yeah. They're not talking anymore. Yeah. And they're so trying, then it, they're trying to, um, to radio them. Yeah. They're, they're not responding. The anymore. context of the show changes. Like they, you could tell they really watered it down mm-hmm. as opposed to literally killing people. Yeah. Yes. Killing people. Like eventually they make it obvious that something is wrong mm-hmm. and they have to do something about this ship. They, yes. they unmuddy the waters, yeah. the ethical waters that wasn't originally there when they first wrote the episode. Yes. So, but still Adama gives the order. They decide this is a threat. We cannot risk it. Mm-hmm. Even if there are people on there, we can't risk it. Yeah. Um, and so the, he orders Apollo to, to shoot down the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Starbuck, being her normal rebellious self, tries to convince him not to do it. Yeah. But, but kinda, she, I mean, she does. She, she follows does. orders. Yeah. Um, but she does not want to. She's like, Apollo, you can't be serious. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so they shoot down the Olympica carrier. Apollo's actually one who, in his Viper, pulls the trigger, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he'll carry that weight on through the rest of the season. Yes, he will. Um, but yeah, so they destroy the Olympic carrier, but the Cylons do show up and then they jump again though, mm-hmm. right? So they destroy the Olympic carrier, Cylons show up because you find out they were tracking the Olympic, Olympic carrier. carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about the fuel uh, in the Olympic carrier that was mm-hmm. giving off a specific reading yeah. that made this, you know, a radiation signal mm-hmm. that made the Cylons able to track it. So that was the way they were able to follow them every 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. So once the Olympic carrier is gone, they jump away. Things start to settle again. They're actually, actually away from the Cylons. Yeah. So they do a countdown as soon as they jump and mm-hmm. they wait the 33 minutes and then they wait longer. Like mm-hmm. they keep going 34, 35, 36, 37 mm-hmm. minutes. And the silence don't follow them. And so to kind of wrap up the show and again, to make it not as dark, right? She, that number, that 50,000 number dropped by 1300. Yeah. And so that's heavy. Whoa. Like our numbers are going down. But at the very end, Billy tells uh, President Rosin, there's a change to the number. And she's like, how many did we lose? He's like, well, no, actually you can add one. Uh, baby was born on the rising star. So mm-hmm. they added plus one. She, there's a yeah. whole deal where she <laughs> changes the number and adds one adds at the one. end. So there's hope. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of makes the show a little bit more hopeful, not so dark. But again, that's not how it was originally designed. The show was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. Even again, if that's the first thing that you see getting into Battlestar Galactica, it gives you everything that you need. Um, You get to see Hilo surviving on Caprica. Caprica. Mm -hmm. Um, You get to see kind of the two Sharons and who the one with the Galactic versus the one on Caprica mm-hmm. kind of breaks it out of the space opera separates it from Star Trek and all it kind of makes it a little bit more gritty yeah you know so it's it's an awesome show even if you don't see the miniseries you get all of that in the first episode yeah. the episode won the Hugo Award for best dramatic presentation mm-hmm. it was up for a lot of awards very very powerful um it was considered one of the most uh intense moments in television back in 2000 it was ranked number 10 by the New York Times I want to say because mm-hmm. it's a really really heavy episode yeah. it starts off really really yeah. serious um that's what they thought of it personally i love you know it's just really really great um but again i'm I'm biased i have no real criticisms of the show again my my one criticism there was boomer sharon um grace park i believe her name is the actress uh she's not tired we know she's not tired because she's a cylon Mm -hmm. they don't know why she's tired so her and chief have an exchange in one of the raptors he's talking to her and she's like i'm fine okay but grace park whenever she kind of gets upset her angry 
acting always comes off over the top to me. Yeah. Maybe it's just something that she does organically. That's mm-hmm. probably my one of my criticisms um, is just kind of her acting in kind of those angry moments. Mm-hmm. And then when she's like, when not Boomer, but Sharon on Caprica with Hilo, mm-hmm. she's like, come on, soldier, get up. Like, she yeah. just doesn't do a really stern, angry, like, mm-hmm. yell that's very, very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of just takes me out of it whenever she does that. That'd be my only criticism of the episode. Otherwise, I love the pacing. I love the story. I love the grittiness. What about you? Uh, same. Uh, I really like the episode, again, because it was the actually first one I watched. I didn't watch the miniseries the first time that we watched it. So it was really intense, and it really got me into the show. Um, because like you said, it is a really emotional, intense, um, show or, you know, starting episode. Um, so it really got me invested in the first time that I watched it. I loved it and I fell in love with the show and then, you know, we continued to watch it. So, um, that's, that's really it. I don't really have any criticism other than the, the Sharon thing too, because I, I really don't like her character that much because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's not very intense. She um, isn't. She is she's... a good, she is a good actress though, when it comes to other things, but those really intense moments when you need to be really into it, really emotional, yeah. she's not Mm-mm. that great. She does more subtle she does, emotion. Yes. And she's like, really, really good at that. Kind of the outburst though, the kind mm-hmm. of really intense over the top moments. I, I think she loses it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. again, but like she, look, it's, small thing that's like me, really i'm trying to thing. find a criticism because i don't want to seem like a homer mm-hmm. you know like i absolutely love the show yeah. um but yeah if that's the first i mean they 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 did really well for a very you know the first episode yes or i mean it it was the fr- i keep saying first episode because it was the first episode for me <laughs> but i know that it wasn't but like it's episode one so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's mm-hmm. you know episode one season one titled 33 mm-hmm. of Battlestar galactica so hopefully you enjoyed the uh review of that particular episode again uh we don't put a spoil warning on these just to know that when we say now is the time that we talk about Battlestar galactica pretty much every episode we're going to be following along so hopefully you're not waiting every two weeks to watch a new episode (laughs) but for (laughs) whatever reason if you don't want the show spoiled for you just go ahead and leave the podcast at that point (laughs) of the show and then come back and listen to what we think about it after you've watched it um so again we're going to keep up with these again we are trying to convince them and make the breakdowns not as Mm in-depth um but still kind of trying to give our opinions and some basic general information maybe some insider stuff that you don't have the time or no interest to go and research about the show kind of give yeah. you some extra extra stuff yeah. um we have finally got our first reaction video done oh yeah yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we're going back to again because we can't do a podcast episode on every single trip that we've done mm-hmm. um but we can go back and make that content uh, mm-hmm. fun and engaging for yeah, us for to us, do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and hopefully you enjoyed it as well. So yeah. we did react to our first trip was to Jellystone. Jellystone. Yep. Um, so if you haven't seen that yet, please go check it out and mm-hmm. let us know what you think. Please. We love interactions. Um, yes. Again, we know that it takes a little bit to have to log into YouTube and comment on the videos, but we really, really appreciate the yes. feedback. Um we're sharing this because we love it, right? We're sharing our knowledge. Please share your knowledge with us. Yes, Either if it's definitely. through Instagram mm-hmm. or if it's through YouTube in the mm-hmm. comments, please, please share uh, what you think about our experiences, what maybe you learned that is different from ours. If you disagree, mm-hmm. we are more than happy to hear that as well. Definitely, Any yeah. feedback is definitely welcome. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening and joining along with us today. Hopefully you enjoyed something. Hopefully. And we'll see you down the road. See you down the road. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. 
We have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.